We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another one, guys. And in today's episode, we are going to look at five of the most underrated players on the Indianapolis Colts. And we're obviously doing this before free agency, so some of these guys are set to become free agents if they don't re-sign with the Indianapolis Colts, although we hope that the guys that are do re-sign because they are extremely valuable to what the Colts do. We've done this video every year. We had done, Derek, just three, but I think just with how many different guys on this roster are critical to their success, we could get five guys that we could talk about. And ironically enough, Derek, two of the guys on this list made PFFs most underrated free agents set to be free agents in 2024. So, of course, we had to add those guys on here as well. But let's hop right into it, Derek. We'll start with the offense. And funny enough, we have five guys. Only one of them is on offense right now. Um, and that player is Braden Smith, uh, the offensive tackle for the Colts. Missed a lot of time this year, Derek, with you know just different injuries and things of that nature. But, Derek, I think it was pretty apparent when Braden Smith was on the field versus not on the field, you saw how much the Colts missed him. I mean, in pretty much every aspect, in running the football and also in pass protection as well. When Braden Smith was playing, he was actually the highest-graded player on the Indianapolis Colts offensive line, and he is just so critical to what they do. And so you do wonder, man, if Braden Smith would have stayed healthy, how much better could this Colts offense have been You know, with having their franchise right tackle? Because he's just so critical. And nobody ever talks about Braden Smith. But I think, Derek, you saw just the drop-off between him and, you know, Blake Freeland. Who, again, Blake Freeland's a rookie. He's he's going to learn. He's going to grow. But still, you saw how critical and how, you know, important Braden Smith is to what the Indianapolis Colts do offensively. And you really saw life without him. And it wasn't pretty, Derek. It wasn't pretty without Braden Smith at right tackle. So definitely a very valuable piece on this offensive line. Yeah, and that was kind of the thing for the entirety of the offensive line. You know, it was a good chunk of the offensive line that had missed some time. You know, Ryan Kelly did, and, you know, Bernard Ryman even missed some early uh, in the season. So him, and you had, obviously, 
uh, Ryan Kelly and then Braden Smith missing time, uh, a good chunk of time as well. You know, it felt like this season there was more weeks where Indy had more changes at O-line than they had actually the whole O-line playing together as one. So it definitely can change a lot of things up. And despite of that, Indianapolis still had a really good offensive line production this year. But it did definitely show a difference in how well Indianapolis can run the football, particularly with Braden Smith out there versus when he's not. And Blake Freeland, unfortunately, got a, you know, a dose of reality when it came to, you know, playing in the NFL. Because if you're the rookie, right, and you don't have that sort of situation in hand and you have to face guys like TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, and Miles Garrett, and all of these different guys, you know, unfortunately, that's just going to be something that's going to really hurt you uh, going down the road. You know, that's going to be very difficult to be able to handle. And I think a lot, it kind of reminded some people who were on that, you know, Braden Smith should just leave category that, I mean, at the end of the day, there's not a lot of Braden Smiths out there. I get he may potentially be paid too much, versus uh, the time that he misses I get that but Cody you you were a big proprietor of it in the during the season and I totally agree like when he's out there you just tell can tell the difference in both the passing uh pass blocking and run blocking just how much more effective Indy is when Braden Smith is out there the uh, the offensive run production increases uh by a lot and you don't get those three, four sack games uh, from defenses when Braden Smith's out there because he there's no longer a weak link on the t- on the offensive line right there. So it definitely makes a huge, huge difference, especially since teams were getting used to the fact of putting their best guy on Blake Freeland, and it was kind of hard for Indy to be able to run a lot of concepts the way they wanted to because. You had to always have another guy there to chip the edge to give Blake Freeland a chance to be able to win his rep, right, and keep Gardner Minshew from falling. So it definitely is a guy that a lot of Colts Nation feels that uh, the Colts either need to move on from or Braden Smith just needs to have a reduced role. And I just completely disagree. I think it sucks that he's not healthy, a lot of the time, Braden Smith, as of recently, has had a lot of injuries uh, that he's missed a lot of time with for unseen circumstances. But at the end of the day, he's still such a valuable piece when he is out there. And it, it would be just a really bad idea for Indy to be looking to get rid of Braden Smith simply because of that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I mean, people act like he's missed like, you know, seven, eight games per season for the last couple of years. And he's just a season removed, Derek, from playing in 16 games. So it's not like this guy year in and year out is completely just missing, you know, a good chunk of the season. This is the first time we've really seen him miss this amount of time. I really do feel like it's been just like something with Braden Smith where people have acted like he's just never been available. And it's like he had a, a, a hurt season. He had a bad season when it came to the injuries. But traditionally, I mean, he's played multiple years where he's played 15, 16 games, you know, where so I just don't necessarily agree. Yeah, with Braden Smith moving on from him, because you're right. Like, who are you going to replace him? with? Like, seriously, like who are you going to replace Braden Smith with that can give you anywhere near the type of production he gives you? And this is a guy with Braden Smith that, you know, people forget. I mean, he was gutting it out, man. At the end of the season, he was trying his darndest to be out there for the Colts. And it came to the point, you know, in the final week of the season where he just couldn't do it anymore. His body physically could not handle it, Um, but he was pushing himself. It's not like this guy didn't want to be out there, you know, but he was really pushing himself to be out there. And so that's the type of thing you want from your players, you know, guys that want to be out there and, you know, will do everything they can to, you know, put their body on the line, if you will, in certain ways. And that's what we saw Braden Smith doing, playing through some obvious pain, but, you know, feeling like he could do it and plus still play at a high level. And we saw what the Colts were able to do when he was out there. So he's definitely a very valuable piece to what the Colts do. And now the good thing is he can heal up and hopefully he's good to go moving forward. But yeah, definitely a guy that it's just, it's crazy to even consider the idea of moving on from Braden Smith at this point, considering how good he is. You know, I would argue Derek, one of the best right tackles in the NFL when he's healthy, he's playing at that kind of level right now when he's on the field. And so it's just kind of ridiculous to, to want to move on from him right now, especially because you don't have that contingency plan right now for Braden Smith. And again, you know, you have already a, a good set list of needs, right? Do you need to now <laughs> create another hole on your roster? You know? So um, I wouldn't saying that I wouldn't be opposed if the Colts went and got an offensive lineman in the draft. Like I wouldn't be opposed to that, you know, a mid round guy. Cause I know it's a really good offensive line class, um, you know, potentially start trying to figure that out and have him compete with Blake Freeland for that backup spot. Because if Braden Smith misses more time, you need to be confident in that guy um, to be, you know, the guy can step in and play at a pretty decent level. Um, but still Braden Smith, when he's on the field, no doubt he makes the Colts better. He's underrated. Nobody talks about him as one of the best right tackles in the NFL, but I really do believe that he is. All right, let's move on now to the defensive side of things. we got four guys we're going to talk about today on the defensive side of things. The first guy uh, that made the PFF most underrated free agents heading into 2024, Grover Stewart. I mean, we got to talk about Grover Stewart, Derek, because just as how important Braden Smith was and the drop-off we saw when he wasn't on the field, we saw the same way with Grover Stewart. You know, when Grover Stewart was and was not on the field for the Colts, when he 
it was playing and when he was suspended. I mean, you saw the difference. Teams were able to do really whatever they wanted running the football without Grover Stewart in there. You know, the, one of the best one techs in the NFL. Um, you know, I know he's you know, going to be 30, but again, those guys can play into their mid-30s pretty easily. So do feel like Grover Stewart's a guy, has to be a top priority to bring back. And I do think he's not talked about a whole lot, you know, when talking about some of the best uh, interior defensive linemen. But I think Derek, he has proven over the years that he's an absolute monster in the middle. He's an elite run defender. And I think we need to put some more respect on his name. Grover definitely is probably one of the most impactful people on this entire defense and pretty much this entire team. Uh, we've seen the difference between, you know, what he, what the team looks like when he's not on the field versus when he is. I mean, just look at the rushing numbers every single game that he was missing. Uh, the Colts were giving up almost 100, pretty much 150 yards a game running the football-wise when Grover Stewart wasn't there. And then when it came to him being back, you know, they were really only giving up about 110 so, you know, 40-yard difference all because of one man, you know. So it definitely is a very big thing. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, I've had my things to say about Grover, but I only ever really say those things about it due to the lack of a, a pass rush production. But at the end of the day, I still realize the value of Grover Stewart. It just all depends on who you're specifically talking to. But, I mean, People definitely need to understand that Grove's really not going anywhere. And I highly doubt that Indy's going to let him walk because, you know, it just to have an interior guy that's so pivotal to what you're trying to do in your run stopping defense to let someone like that go uh, would definitely be a detriment to the team. So it definitely is a surprise to see how many people are just saying to, willingly move on from Grover Stewart despite all the great things that Grover Stewart can do for you especially stopping the run mm -hmm. absolutely yep Grover definitely needs some respect and no, no doubt about that all right let's continue on talking about Derek I know one of your favorite players on the Colts guy you've been a big proponent for for the last number of years EJ Speed who got Obviously, a big role increase when the Colts released Shaq Leonard in the middle of the season. Um, you know, he's just been a guy that, you know, homegrown guy that the Colts drafted, you know, back in 2019. He started out more special teams type of guy, but he's just kind of over the years, Derek, he's, you know, started to get more reps on the defensive side of things. And then this year was a full time starter for a good chunk of the season. And you really have seen EJ Speed blossom into a really good linebacker. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about EJ Speed. I mean, a lot of people talk about Zaire Franklin and what he's able to do with a tackle record, deservedly so, of course. But EJ Speed's just, I think he is so impactful, Derek, to what the Colts do. And he is such a good player. And I feel like he just makes some of those impact plays that really change the course of games when he's on the field. And so I think we need to talk about EJ Speed more because nobody's really doing it. Yeah, I feel like... EJ Speed has been given an unfair shake with, I know a lot of people like to talk about EJ Speed and, you know, how he's made a lot of mental errors at times throughout the last few seasons that obviously everyone notices. And of course, you know, the tackle numbers are never as astounding as 
someone like Zaire Franklin's is, but you got to understand this was a, this guy was a fifth round talent out of a small school and ended up, you know, having to wait two years in order to be able to, or two or three years before he even got a chance to actually come in and be a starter at linebacker. And I mean, people don't want to accept it, but he is one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. It's the true facts. He's literally one of the top 15 best linebackers in the NFL when it comes to covering guys. So, I mean, there's nothing more you can really ask for. Zaire Franklin's the run stopper, and EJ Speed is the guy that can cover guys uh, out of the backfield or at tight end because he has that speed and that length that allows him to be able to do such things. He's a great complementary piece to Isaiah Franklin. He is not an elite linebacker, but he has a lot of traits that you desire in your second linebacker. And he does a lot of great things. And I don't think that it's, and especially for the contract that you do have him on. I mean, Indy has such a great contract for him as a second linebacker. And I just don't understand where the hate comes from with some people in EJ speed for sure. Yeah, he's definitely a key part to that defense, and he makes a lot of plays like you mentioned. He's obviously the most gifted linebacker I would say the Colts have on their roster just with the size, you know, the athleticism, all that stuff, and he's starting to put it together and play at a pretty high level at the NFL. You know, we wonder with those small school guys like EJ Speed, like will it ever like click, you know, because the competition level obviously is so much different coming out of Charlton State as opposed to coming out of, you know, I don't know any of the really big schools that we know. You know, it's just a different type of thing. I mean, even Zaire Franklin with Syracuse, like it's just it's different. You know, so it's great to see EJ Speed, one of those guys that was successful in making that transition to the NFL. Um, so definitely great to see there. I think we need to definitely talk about EJ Speed more than we do. All right, All right, two more guys here, two guys set to be free agents as well, Derek. The first guy, Kenny Moore. Who I think, Derek, out of all the free agents the Colts have, maybe outside of Michael Pittman, I think he's pretty much a lock to come back at this point. I mean, for goodness sake, Derek, you have the guy on your building right now, on the side of your building, and that you just put him on there. Whenever, obviously, the Shaq Leonard stuff happened, you replaced that with Kenny Moore. And he has just been so pivotal. Again, another guy that Chris Ballard found you know, really late, Nobody really, you know, gave him a chance. He was an undrafted guy. Uh, the Colts found him. They claimed him off waivers, gave him an opportunity, and he hasn't looked back since. And he has been one of the best slot corners in the NFL ever since he became a full-time starter in 2018. Again, didn't have a great season in 2022, but a nice bounce-back season for Kenny Moore overall. Um, just, you know, really cool to see him take that step uh, in year number one and then, you know, kind of have that bounce back year because we really didn't know if he was going to be able to do that in kind of a newer, different type of defense with Gus Bradley. But it's been great to see him, you know, kind of rebound and kind of be that voice in that captain, if you will, in that young secondary room, in that young cornerback room that had two rookies starting last year. And another guy, you know, in Dallas Flowers, who, you know, was an undrafted guy a couple years ago. So, Kenny Moore, so valuable to what the Colts do. And I don't think we talk about Kenny Moore enough and just his value with this Colts team, obviously as a player in the slot, but also Derek, Derek just 
as a leader in that locker room. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it so many times over this last year, the amount of a difference that a year makes for Kenny Moore. And he has now reascended himself as the best secondary player on this team. And it's not even really close. I truly know that people who don't want Kenny Moore back are simply living in the past or refusing to accept the impact that Kenny Moore actually has on this team. I know a lot of people said, like, you know, Kenny Moore didn't make a huge difference this year for this team, which is complete and utter nonsense. I mean, this was a guy that, again, had three interceptions on the year, had two pick sixes in one week, was definitely back to being the typical Kenny Moore that we are typically used to seeing. His overall grades for slot corners was still overall some of the best of anyone in the entire National Football League. So it's hard to really pick apart a reason as to why Kenny Moore shouldn't be on this team for the next several years, especially with Indy trying to rebuild this secondary as we currently sit. For anyone to sit there and suggest that Kenny Moore is anything but a leader and a great player for this set for the secondary is just utter nonsense. I really think that. It's very valuable that we keep Kenny Moore in this building uh, while the this young secondary is trying to find its identity. And it's so important because we have uh, so many needs for Kenny Moore right now. And that's why he's very underrated because a lot of people want to move on from Kenny Moore, but I just can't find a reason as to why. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely want to keep Kenny. Hopefully he stays here with Indy for the next number of years because he is so valuable to what they do defensively. All right, the last guy, another free agent uh, potentially for the Colts here. Hopefully the Colts bring him back as well. A guy off of his best season uh, of his young NFL career, that is Julian Blackman. He was a third-round pick for the Colts in 2020. Derek initially started off as free safety for the first couple of years of his career. Last year made the transition to strong safety. And I think we all saw, Derek, the impact that Julian Blackman had out there. You know, multiple plays where he basically sealed the game for the Colts on a couple different occasions. We saw him do that a little bit in his rookie season. You know, a couple times, actually, his rookie season where he sealed the game, had the game-winning play. Um, and we saw it this year. Again, you know, sort of some shades of rookie Julian Blackman, who we would all say, Derek, he was right in the running for, you know, defensive rookie of the year. 
if it hadn't been for Chase Young doing what he did, I mean, we really do believe that Julian Blackman could have, you know, won that award or been a serious contender because he was playing that well. So, again, Julian Blackman's still extremely young in his mid-20s. You know, a guy that we don't talk about a whole lot, but I think Derek is a very underrated safety. I think the Colts will be very wise to bring him back. Again, the only concern with him is the health, which we've talked about before. You know, he has missed a decent amount of time as well. But when he's on the field, Derek, there's no doubt that he brings just a stability back there, and it really helps, especially because just like corner, outside of him, it's a lot of youth, a lot of young guys trying to figure it out. So give me your thoughts on Julian Blackman and what makes him so underrated and so important to what the Colts do defensively. Yeah, I feel like the one and only reason that anyone wants to just say just move on from Julian Blackman is simply due to the fact that he's missed some games. I mean, that first year really didn't miss any. Uh, Second year, he missed a a good chunk of the year. Um, That injury. Yeah, it was that injury where he went down with it. Yep. And then the third year, you know, had missed a few games as well and and obviously this last year missed those last three games due to, I can't even remember what the injury was at the top of my head, but he obviously missed the last three games, uh, which really hurt the Indianapolis Colts going down the stretch. But I mean, for me, I just think if the only reason that you're suggesting that Julian Blackman not be an Indianapolis Colt is simply due to the fact that you're not going to rely on him to remain healthy then we can make the same argument with Braden Smith, right? Like when they're on the field, they impact the game in a huge way. Julian Blackman has had tremendous seasons as a safety for the Indianapolis Colts. And let's not forget that uh, this year he had moved to strong safety to be able to support that role in which Indy was trying something new and had statistically his best year of his young career so far. So, I mean, this is just a guy that is still so young and is only continuously getting better, and he's just doing so so many great things. And, you know, we talk about, like, some of these other, like, high-end safeties that might be hitting the free agent market, and, you know, Indy might want to have the chance to do that, but... You know, I think because of that, everyone keeps saying that you just need to move on from Julian Blackman, but there's only a handful, not even really a handful of these guys that have more interceptions than what Julian Blackman's had uh, in his young career. And, you know, for the tackles sake, the overall production, yes, the injuries definitely are concerning. That's why you don't want to give him a top of the market deal, which I don't think they're going to end up giving him anyway, but at the end of the day, still, when he's out there, he is almost as productive, if not as productive, as most of the top safeties in the league, honestly. So, I mean, there's just no reason to suggest that Julian Blackman not remain with Indianapolis, and that's why he's so underrated, because people just don't accept that this guy does have a lot of great production and has been a great safety for this team, Ever since he's been here, just hopefully you just hope that he just doesn't get injured as frequently as he does going forward. Yep. 
So let us know your guys' thoughts on these five players that we talked about that we believe are the most underrated players for the Indianapolis Colts. Let us know your thoughts. Very curious if you guys have anybody on the list that we didn't include or if you'd say, I don't know if that player is underrated. Would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. But, guys, that'll do it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.